to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How are you doing, Dad? Uh, well, I suppose the, the word would be cool at the moment. I'm cool. Are you cool? I'm cooler. Physically yeah, or like actually like uh, yeah. body temperature or are you just feeling Both. cool today? Both. Um, body temperature, definitely. It's, um, the, 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 the rain has come, the, sun, the, the sun's gone for the moment and uh, it, it's cooler. But I feel cool, Steve. Yeah, very cool. Very laid back. <laughs> So, Brilliant! I might even I might even drop off during this podcast. I'm so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I mean, I know you're a bit of a snorer, so people will get a nice oh, definitely nice uh, different uh, podcast <laughs> this week. So um, yeah, enjoy everyone. Enjoy. Place your bets now when Dad's will fall asleep. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it is raining pretty hard. I don't know if people can hear on my end. I might have to mute my mic a couple of times because the rain is hitting the log cabin roof. And even though it's very therapeutic, that sound for me in here could get quite irritating for people. I'm not sure if you can hear it. We'll just have to to see. Um, But yes, it's definitely a a bit of a change in weather. Um, But it's nice. It's nice. Nice to not be... um, boiling hot um so this uh week we've uh, got a couple of things to talk about um had a really nice email from dan which we're gonna kick off today's podcast with and then perhaps we'll get onto a new picture that you've done dad and we can discuss that too and show everyone that because uh, i was very impressed and i think people are gonna love it um so moving on to dan's email dan you write hello Stephen colin i hope you are both well and i hope this uh email is uh, address is appropriate to inquire about a possible podcast question i absolutely love the impressionistic style of pan pastel pictures is it possible to achieve this effect with pastel pencils if so would colin have any advice on how to tackle them i have a bunch of scrap pastel paper of various colors and sizes and thought it might be fun to try and achieve that style with the pastel pencils i enjoy experimenting so we'll try it but i was just wondering if colin had some ideas thanks again for all you do for the community which with much gratitude dan so thanks dan that's really lovely email um very kind of you um let's get into this dad because this is a really Hmm. really interesting topic um the pan pastel pictures that you've done so far are impressionistic you've put pastel pencils on top of them but um it's primarily been pan pastel and Mm -hmm. that in that because of the nature of the medium it's kind of forced to be more impressionistic because you can't put the detail in is that right that's that's right absolutely um that was why i was forced really to use the pastel pencil to create the finer uh, details uh, in nearly all of them not all of them some of them were just pan pastel on their own but most of them had some kind of pastel pencil it works well together they, they work really well and there's no reason at all why you can't just use the uh, pastel pencils on their own or in the combination with the stick pastels as well they can all go together they're all the same uh, 
make up really. I would say that uh, if you're going to use pastel pencils, the tendency is to use the side of the pencil rather than the point until you need a bit of detail. And by doing that, by using the, um, the side, you then tend to get more of that pan pastel look. Do you know? So um, I think that might um, be the way to approach it. It, means, it does mean sharpening your pencils, but again, you don't really need a point on them. You just need to have a, a, quite a bit of the lead, in brackets, exposed, or the pastel exposed, so you can use it on the side. And that's like using a pan pastel tool then. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about the impressionistic style of paintings because there are some that you've done uh, on the site and there are some still to come that we haven't released. There is one in particular that, that we're going to try and, and push up as this sort of has prompted us to talk about impressionistic pictures and mm. I think this would be a really good one to, to get on the site soon as. Um, is the Cornfield by Van Gogh. Um, yes, and you did that with the 72 set of Cretacolor pastel sticks. Mm. And there's, yes. there's that common thing that you've just said with uh, using the side of the pencil for impressionistic work and obviously a pastel stick, which I imagine, you know, is cr mm. very similar. You know, you're using a, a stick. It's a yeah. similar technique, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, um, well, if anybody knows Van Gogh, I was inspired by that because I saw the actual uh, cornfield picture painting at the National Gallery when I went up there a couple of years ago. Uh, and I was quite impressed with that. It, it stood out to me. I wasn't a great lover of Van Gogh, although I've done a couple of his pictures. Um, but uh, this one particularly did appeal because there was absolutely no form at all as such. The, the sky, uh, you've got to have a completely different approach when you're doing Impressionism. You can't stick to any of your, 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 your rules that you've been used to. You've got to kind of think differently. Uh, and there's nothing like really trying something that one of the great artists, especially Van Gogh and all the others, Monet is another one you can you can do really wonderful um, work with um, interpreting Monet's work, as you know. Again, um, so uh, I think yes, you can you can use the pastel pencil. There was another one. The um, what was that uh, one I did? Was it uh, Rembrandt? Was it or was it uh, which one? Was oh, that? Is it was the, it? The, 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 it was the skiff. That was it was called Remoir's the skiff. the skiff, yeah. Remoir, that's right. Yeah, you did that with right. uh, stick pastels, didn't you? I did, and, and again, you see, uh, that's very much impressionistic, isn't it? You, you, you've got to you've got to look at that as an impressionistic picture. So I think probably if he, you know, if Dan has a scout round the website, picks that one up because that was one um, that I would definitely recommend doing. There wasn't a lot of detail. I mean, people look at that and think there was a lot of detail in it. There really isn't. If you look at, if you blow that up and you look at the characters particularly, there's there's very little detail there. It's just a blob here and a blob there, and uh, that goes. So that that's where you're coming from. I mean, the pan pastel is because of its very nature. You haven't got that uh, control, so therefore you're forced into then making it a bit more impressionistic. 
than perhaps you could do with a with a pencil. Uh, but I, play with it. Dan's got the right idea to get the if he's got some spare paper. Have a crack at it. Try it. You won't find it easy. It's not easy to do impressionism. Sounds as though it is. And I found to my cost early on, way early on, before I ever started here, uh, I thought, oh, that should be easy to do. And I tried it and failed miserably. It looked terrible. So you've got to be, you've got to have a little bit of experience to know how to, and then you've got to change the way you think when you're doing impressionism. You've got to, you really have got to change the way you think. Study as much as you can as well. Study how they did it, how they managed to get the colours right and the um, the impression of what they're trying to do as opposed to actually doing it photographically or realistically. Because that doesn't work at all. When you when you say change the way you think, how do you mean? Is is it what you just said in terms of not thinking mm. photographically? I think what it is, and, and some people may have already reached this point, you reach a point in your artwork where you are so confident in what you're doing, you can get away with not actually doing detail. It does take time to do that. Most of the, the artists that we're talking about there, the great artists, started out as really good artists, good draftsmen. And then they kind of reached a point where, oh, I don't think I want to bother with all this detail. So they then turn to being more um, loose with their work. And they found then, because it's relatively new, it's only a couple of hundred years old, the, um, the Impressionism started. So before that, they were very much uh, realistic as such. So, uh, you know, it, 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 that's what I'm trying to say. You've got to have a kind of a, a, a different way of approaching something. But usually you need to have experience first before you do that. I would generally, if you're successful at it. How important, we've talked, so that, that's really interesting about the draftsmanship, the accuracy and having that and how much that allows you to pull back and become a bit more um fluid and um just sort of be a bit more um just be a bit different with your lines but how important is um the understanding of color does especially with impressionism because i've seen you do so many backgrounds and impressionistic works where you would not think that those colors would work together because they seem like they're gonna just look ugly but they are they still that's right exactly they, they still create a harmony so how much how important is it to have that experience of color alongside the actual accuracy and realism it's, it's as important steve because that's what it's all about you, you you have your color harmony is something instinctive it comes with practice again i've got to say the more you do the more you realize what color goes with what color what you can get away with and what you can't and um so you'll find that the pictures generally that i that i produce have a harmony a color harmony uh, even though sometimes as you say the, 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 you're not going to put that on are you and it works 
It's experience, I think, mainly. There's no easy answer to it. I wish there was, but there isn't. It's got to be done uh, in time. Gradually, you get more and more used to that. We find this, too, sometimes with our students' work when they're doing a background, and they get perhaps they get it slightly wrong. Uh, you know, it doesn't quite work, and they're a bit dissatisfied. And it's a good way to start, really. If Once you um, do your animals or your portraits, uh, then and you have to put a background on that. It's basically impressionism, isn't it? You, you, well, you don't have to do it. That you can put all the detail in there, but generally speaking, it's not a good idea. If you take it away from the subject, so you, you're trying to give yourself um, a background which doesn't take away from the subject, that enhances the subject, and uh, gives you that um, lovely feeling, because that's what it's all about. Is is it's bringing a feeling through to your work. Funny enough, it's strange, but we're going to talk about the picture I've just done. And I did struggle with that in the background, would you believe? It's amazing how that co that's a coincidence. And we're going to talk about that in a little while. But then and I'll, I'll point out to you um, how I got round it, because it's really hard when you, especially you've got a colour in the background, which you don't like. You know, you've got your, your lovely cat or your lovely dog or your lovely horse, or whatever you've got. And you, you've got a background which is, you know, a bit of fence, a bit of green, a bit of um, whatever and whatever at the background. You don't want any of that. You want to get rid of that. So we've got to replace it with something. So how do you do that? How do you get out of that? Uh, well, people have seen a lot of my work now and they know how I get it out of it. Um, particularly when you've got uh, the dog we did recently, we put up a couple of weeks ago, that dog with a very impressionistic background. Uh, and there was that dog was in a realistic background. So I had to completely change that, totally. So again, you see, it, that kind of experience helps you when you come to do impressionism generally. Yeah. Because you know what goes with what. And I imagine if if um, Dan or others was to were to look at examples of of the dog or, or the Renoirs, especially the couple of Renoirs that are on in the masterclass section, that that they use pastel pencils to get those um, those impressionistic results. Then you, looking at those techniques, mm. and and just to summarise here as well before we move on, um, the side of the pencil as well as if it's kind of a mm. stick as you have a bit more of a surface area it's you know it's less pointed and it's sort of you you naturally fall into a more impressionistic stroke with a pencil in that way um mm. that you can absolutely get these kinds of effects that you see with the pan pastels you're emulating it with the pencils so um mm. i think this is really i've really enjoyed this discussion i hope people have enjoyed listening to it as well and if you know people have more questions around this then do send them in because i love talking about it and um dan if you end up experimenting with these um we'd love to see uh and others how you get on with a more impressionistic pastel pencil approach we've got obviously a lot more as i said the cornfield is a stick pastel project but still really interesting to watch 
you do that impressionistic style dad and there are more pictures coming out that have that more impressionistic approach um well there is there is another one steve it's just brought to mind another one which i loved it's one of my favorite pictures of all time which you haven't put up yet it's by Frackenar, and it was a, a, a girl reading it's called girl reading and I, I i adored this picture when i first saw it and it's a fairly faithful reproduction of Frackenar's work I, I change a few things, but what I liked about that, and perhaps we'll, we'll consider putting that one up as a an example, because we can then talk about it um, from what we're talking about here. And this is a portrait, but the colours in that, I had to, because you, although you can copy the picture, the colours that you see on the original, you've still got to make a lot up. You've still got to make those colours. They don't just magically happen, and you haven't got a pencil of that particular colour. And uh, the face and the, uh, the dress and the background, everything in that was impressionistic. So it's a re- that was a really good one to have a discussion on. So perhaps perhaps we you can consider that. That hasn't gone out there. I did it a couple of years ago. Mm, I'll get that one up and the cornfield. Because <laughs> we've been keeping up with, trying to keep up yeah, with your new I ones, I definitely am aware that there have been there are projects from the past that we've got to get back on because uh, – that we've we've hit for over four hundred um, classes now, which is amazing quite, on the quite. site. Um, right. And there are still so many, as people understand. Uh, there's still so many that we've got to to do from the past and um, currently. So, but I will definitely prioritise those as we're on the subject of the impressionism. I'll definitely prioritise those so people can, hmm. can see. Well, it would, yes, it would lead it would lead on really well from what we're we're just talking about now. Uh, Two examples, extreme examples, because they are totally different. One is a, well, is a Van Gogh style um, impressionistic picture, which is really weird and wonderful, which it would be because he was. The Frackenard picture is is more, kind of more realistic, in an impressionistic style. If you see what I mean. Mm. But it, it's uh, so you've got two completely opposing styles there. And uh, the pastel pencil, in in Frackenar's case, I think I use mostly pastel pencil in that, but there would be a few pastel sticks as well. Mm. Uh, and then, but with um, uh, Van Gogh, it was all sticks. Mm. So it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I find it fascinating. I love it. I, I love doing it, and I love talking about it. So mm. I can keep going on and on forever. Well, from old pictures. To new pictures, let's talk about this new dog that you've done and the background that you've been working on. Um, following on from our previous discussion about the polychromos being discontinued, you've brought in the 72 stick of soft pastel, the half sticks, um, which is really nice, affordable <laughs> range of soft pastel half sticks um, by Faber-Castell, um, which they are still selling. So we can sort of feel like we can indulge with using those as people can get hold of them in new projects um the dog is incredible but we're going to talk about the background so mm-hmm. you said you, even you sort of had a, um, a challenging time with that well i was challenged because first of all i had to put away my all my polychromo sticks and put it to one side and, and get these out so, 
hmm, okay, right, now what do I do? I was, there was no experimenting. I couldn't do any experimenting. It had to be done as it was. So um, you'll say, are you are you going to put both of them up? Are you going to put both of those pictures up? One yeah. with the yeah, I'll pop them both yeah, up oh, on, the, that's good. on the website. Yeah, good because people people then will see once they see the picture uh, and, and uh, that I'd done with the on the sand colored pastel uh, map paper and then the box of 72 they will then get an idea of the, the the kind of problem i had i had now the i've got to tell you because people won't know this until they see the video that the picture itself was on a blue background right just plain blue background i imagine it was on a sky I imagine, but it was all blue. There was no no relief on it at all. And I couldn't do that. That just didn't work. So once again, we were talking about this, weren't we? That uh, you've got to change the background completely. You've got no clue. So you've got to start from scratch. Now, the problem I had, really, when I looked at this, as so I look at the animal, I think, okay, well, let's use some of the colours from the animal. I couldn't really do that because the animal shouts that sort of reddish, ochreish, orangish colour. If I'd put that in the background, totally, it would have completely, um, you'd have lost the animal completely. So this is the problem I had. And I, I think there was about five colours I used. Was it five? I, can't, I only finished it yesterday, so I should know. I think it was five of those colours you see there in that range of 72 that I actually used. Now, I could have used a lot more, but it worked in the end. So I had to use colours. And you start off by using the 230 again, good old faithful 230, which is the plain grey, um, bluey grey. I used it in the picture quite a lot. So that went on first. So once that's there, that's the little pencil that's laying on there, uh, on the, the picture itself. So that was finished. So I had the background. So then I had the plain, instead of having a plain blue background, I had a plain grey background, which still looked pretty awful on its own. But then I chose another uh, five colours that went into that. And it was quite a quite an effort on my part to actually choose these colours. And those um, thought patterns come through on the video. People will be able to hear me say and think now, what's going I can use now? Okay, well, I, I think I can use this one. Let's try it. Did a test run. That seemed to work all right. Then another one, then another one, another one. And gradually, I built up to five colours. You can't just pick five. Oh, they'll work. You pick one at a time. And uh, if that works, okay. If it doesn't work, okay. And what I was concerned with was I wanted to get that reddish-brown look and the only one that was in that range that I could see was really fierce. Now, if I put that on, I'm going to know it's on. So I had to be very careful with that. But that made all the difference. Particularly, there's one little spot there, which I was so proud of, which was just on the front of the animal. People will be able to see it if they look at the uh, picture. It's under the, under the snout, okay, and it's just on the almost on the edge of the white uh, uh, section of the animal. It's just that that white orangish, reddish orangey colour is the colour I'm talking about. And when I put that on, everything changed. 
So you see how important we were talking about this a little while ago, the, the importance of color and the, the harmony of those colors, and they work. And, of course, you end up with a, a lovely picture in the end. You've got to be bold with that choice, though. I imagine it was a bit sort of <laughs> when you see those colors go on, it's got to be quite nerve-wracking. It, it's very nerve-wracking. And when you're doing it in front of people, which I am, you can't change it. You can't say, oh, uh, I'll scrub that, I'll delete that, delete that, delete that, and do it all again. You can't. Whatever I do, there's there. Mm. I, so for I, people to see. I've just noticed something as well, and I wanted to ask you about this, just while it's popped into my head. If you were talking about the light source for this picture and how the light's hitting sort of from, the, mm. it seems, the top right of the picture and it's casting the light and the, the light right. is on the head, top of the head, um, the colours that the background that you've done from the head up is very light, and then you've got the dark mm. sort of spots closer to where there would be the shadow or something else that would be darker. Mm. Is that is that a conscious choice? Are you deliberately avoiding putting darker spots at the top where the light source is yes. brightest? Yeah, a good thinking that, and um, very often I do it the reverse i put it quite dark especially on the corners but i couldn't do it with this otherwise i would have lost the animal so you're quite right yes i did do that i think it was more unconscious way of doing it rather than a conscious one mm. to be fair uh, it's nice that you pick it out but i, I kind of feel that it was more subconscious mm. uh, i did that i don't think i, I thought oh i'm going to do exactly what you said i'm not going to do it so i but it, it, it's, it's, there's not a lot of of, uh, of the base there. Is there's not a lot under the snout mm. to worry about. But you're probably right. But that dark orangey colour was one of them that actually worked there. Mm. And I suppose because I did that, I couldn't isolate that on its own. I then had to put it further down, down in the corner. Mm. Interesting. You've also See, put, interesting. It's interesting um, that you've put in the collar as well. Um, and the the mm. buckle on the collar because that could have easily been mm. a, 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 like something that really stands out from the picture, but it doesn't. That's right. No, no, no because the reason it doesn't is because I, I I spent quite a long time thinking up before I even tackled the picture, but that's what attracted me to the picture. When I when I was I found it on Pixabay again, good old Pixabay. I found that, and I was immediately struck by the uh, collar. The collar stood out to me. I thought, wow, I've got to do that collar. Oh, there's a dog attached to it. Oh, that's nice. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a funny way of looking at it, but I did then. So what I had to then do is put the collar in, but not make it completely overwhelm the animal. And and I had to put some more depth in the uh, animal as well once I put the collar in because it did take over a bit, but it worked really well, and uh, I loved I, I I just loved that picture. Mm, I love it too. I think it's just got such a really nice feel about it. Very. A calming, soothing feel about that picture. It's really pleasant to look at. Um, so that is going to be obviously a class on the website. Um, add that to my list. 
of uh, of glasses <laughs> of glasses to edit, but yeah. we're we're getting through them, guys. We're getting through them, everyone. Um, but I love that, and um, I love that we could tie in that impressionistic discussion with this impressionistic background. Um, lovely stuff. Excellent. Okay. Well, what's uh, what's next on your uh, agenda now, Dad? Have you got anything uh, planned? No, actually, the answer is no. I, I've got a couple that I was going to do and then changed my mind on. Uh, so I'm not going to do them now. And I'm now toying with the idea of doing uh, other, another impressionistic picture like I've done in those last two I did, which I loved, something like that, or another shadow picture. I don't know. I've got to, I, I've got to get back to the drawing board here and think, Mm. Now, do I want to do that? Do I want to do that? I've got a picture of a, an old woman, which is is a lovely picture, and uh, it's lots and lots and lots and lots of wrinkles. I think she I think she might be an Indian or lady, certainly a native, but quite a rich native because she's got uh, pearls on and earrings. <laughs> but um, it. That's an, that's going to be a nice challenge. So I think I might do something like that. That that uh, fits the bill. We haven't had anything quite like that either. So I think we we need we need um, something like that too. We've got, we had the old man, didn't we? But we've uh, now we've got this uh, this old lady, but she's lovely. Lovely. She's a lovely uh, subject. Brilliant. Oh, that would be nice. That would be nice. So that, Possibly yeah. that one then. Brilliant. Well, I will look forward Possible. to hearing what uh, what you are up to when we uh, check back in next week. In the meantime, if you anyone has questions, if you have any questions for us uh, for the podcast, like Dan wrote into us, then please do get in touch with us. Um, this is why we do the podcast is for you guys, um, and uh, and we love it. Um, keep an eye out on the website, as Dan mentioned. There's a pictures going up. The dog in the background, uh, landscape dog in landscape went up. Um, the through the forest actually you know i can't even remember if i've published that class yet but i know i was working on it a couple of days ago but i've been so busy since i can't remember where i got to but the through the forest picture that we spoke about a few weeks back that class is going to be going up on the website um and then the list of other classes that are coming is is endless so many but keep an eye on the website (laughs) i i can't i can't promote them quicker and tell everyone about them quick enough at the moment there is so many going up and the best thing i would suggest to people is just check back weekly on the site and and scroll to the bottom of the home page um and just see what's new because there is there are classes going up left right and center but i am prioritizing getting the classes up um rather than posting and emailing and telling everyone about them because most important thing is getting these classes to people and and letting them give them a try so that's where we're at lovely stuff okay well we'll leave it there for this week thanks everyone for listening i'm stephen bradley and i'm colin bradley enjoy Enjoy your your week. week